0: what's up y'all this is tiny and kelvin smith
1: running back deandre Torrey. senior receiver michael lawrence senior guard dj draper and you're listening to bruni's breakdown podcast your home for north texas sports hello everybody welcome to another edition of bruni's breakdown the 24 7 sports podcast i'm your host matthew bruni and with me once again is colin mitchell colin how are you doing today this this grand morning on a sunday
0: you know, the sun came up this morning.
1: That's it. That's all you have to say. That's all I have to That's
0: say. It. <laughs> sun came up this morning. It was sad on the field last night, Bruni. It was a moment. I wasn't sure the sun was going to come up. That's how bad it was. <laughs> oh my
1: god! <laughs> it was a moment. It, it was, was something that uh, I'm glad we were able to to witness. And you were you were there. You followed followed Mason around for a little bit. That uh, was awful on his tour on his uh tour. Gu- goodbye tour. Goodbye to her. As he said goodbye to everybody, he did say goodbye. He sprinted around the whole field.
0: It was wild. He didn't want us to follow him, so I had I stopped after a, a second. Ridiculous! Ridiculous!
1: <laughs> you got to get those shots, Colin. Listen, I
0: don't know why why we pay you. you gotta respect the man's privacy. <laughs> you didn't even bring me my pay today.
1: Where is my Red not. Bull? I did not. I'm actually really hungry right now. I'm starving too. Um, all right, Colin. I actually I want to start this with. By saying by saying one thing. The number seven is interesting to me. You know, I was expecting the number six, but okay. No, Continue. no, no, not number Continue. six. Continue. Let's start with number seven here. Continue. For two reasons. Okay. Okay. One, it's the amount of sacks that UAB had last night oh, on okay. Mason. Okay. Two It is how many yards North Texas gained in the fourth quarter. Both of those stats. Hold. Both of those. was really only seven? Both of those stats. My God. To me, do a great job at just describing last night's game. So I wanted to get those out of the way. Or the whole season. Probably the season too, but we'll (laughs) get into that. So I wanted to start off with that before we do anything else because... Those are the numbers that you need to know before we get into the game recap, the game analyzation, and just looking at the season as a whole. Dang, it was O line. I'm like kind oh, of okay. taken aback from that. No, you <laughs> I take didn't... your time because I feel like our audience is also kind of taken. I
0: didn't. Back. I I have not looked at the stats because you know last night was a busy night. Really, like seven. Like that's it. Seven yards. Yes, Colin. Three of those yards were Trey Siggers. Yes, Colin. Sheesh, man. They should have won that game. So you get hold on. You get seven yards in the fourth quarter. That hurts. Wait, why should they have won the game? Because if you get more, if you get like fifty yards, like at least you get a field goal probably out of that. They only got seven yards. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they like they if they got like an actual like a normal amount of yards, they had a chance to win the game. Oh yes, 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 yeah, yes like yes.
1: seven yards. <laughs> what? So seven they, yards. They had- <laughs> the state it takes into account sacks as well, and there were a lot of those sacks. So that does uh yeah. So seven net yards. Yes, yeah, seven net yards. It was. Uh, Sheesh. You got quite fantastic.
0: That's stupid.
1: <laughs> seven yards, no penalties either. North Texas did not commit a penalty in the fourth quarter. There was a pretty clean game, so they had chances, and I feel like that's gonna be the theme of uh, at least describing this game. Seven yards. 7 yards Colin. Okay, I
0: I'm done now. I just
1: I, I I'm I'm not joking with you. Last week it was seven the seventh loss, this week it's 7 yards and seven sacks. So yeah, like like you said, you know we we expected to come in here and talk about number 6, but we're talking about number 7. And so let's get into the game plan. Let's get into this game because it was it was a game at least worth noting. And I feel like there were only like 7,000 people in attendance. So we have to There wasn't dis- even that many. So we have to describe it. No, there there were about 7,000. Don't don't undersell it. I'm completely underselling it. There was how nobody you, How much do you think there were? Probably like
0: 5. There was nobody on, no. the, on, on the, the on the side. press box
1: side. The press box side that, uh, that alone was 5,000. And then you get the wing over there maybe a thousand, the other side The you wing a thousand? You
0: mean like 20?
1: That side. I mean like that oh, side. Oh, you mean like not okay, the not, not the, the actual wing itself. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was probably about 7,000. It was announced 16,000, so. <laughs> Make of that what you will. That's a sixteen thousand's half filled, over half filled. Yeah, that was about not even close. No, and but I mean, like we said before, we don't really blame anybody because not only has the team struggled, but it was also Thanksgiving weekend, and I knew personally a lot of people that were out of town, at home, or you know doing stuff. The 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 non-student section side. What do we call that side?
0: The alumni side.
1: The regular side the regular press box side? side I call it press box side. okay
0: press box side, like that had an okay showing like I'm not mad at that showing. the president or the president the the fans were kind of disappointing, but like like you said, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. so it just kind of sucked to see like them announce base and find it as the at the end and the senior thing, and then nobody's cheering, and then they did the north Texas chant, and it was like, Texas <laughs> Texas, and it was just like, jeez.
1: <laughs> See, I, I mean, everybody says how sad it is that, oh, Mason deserves better. These seniors deserve better than going out. And I didn't want to start with the no, tennis, no, no, but no. we're going to start with the tennis. Anyways. No, no,
0: Mason deserves better.
1: The seniors don't deserve better? Michael Lawrence, Kyrie and everything. Certain right? seniors. LaDarius, Hamilton. Certain seniors.
0: Des- those four deserve better. Everyone else had sub Smith. Kelvin friend Smith. Friend of the podcast. Kelvin Smith, unfortunately, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> catch the the 25 catches that you expected. Has been
1: injured. Um. Okay, I'll agree with you there, but let us just go with the premise that Mason deserves better. It's just it's so hard to expect people to show up for a four for a three no, for a four and seven team on Thank after Thanksgiving. Like people are out of town, you're live you're in Denton. You're not in like Dallas, you're not in where people live for yeah. the most part. Like most of the people that go to UNT are not from Denton. Yeah. For for the most part. And so I just feel like that's kind of it's kind of a grand assumption. It's kind no, of a, I mean, It's you're kind at- of a bold It's kind of something that people say when they're they feel like entitled to that. I feel like you as North Texas fans, you cannot feel entitled to any amount of attendance regardless of who is on the field. No. It is dependent on the record, I feel like. I definitely agree. I definitely and agree. And the, and the I'm just saying
0: I'm not blaming the fans. I just it just Mason deserves more just based on the fact that Mace it's Mason. He's
1: gotten more, man. No, he no, has no. gotten everything from this. No, he, this he's program. he's gotten
0: everything. He's gotten everything, but it just sucks. It just sucked to see like I think in the in the grand scheme four and seven subpar season from him in terms of stats and then just like going out on like a low note you See, lose. but you
1: can't say he deserved this, but I understand like it's completely understandable why there were only seven thousand people there.
0: No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to say like I'm not trying to be up in arms and be like, oh yeah, the fans need to show out. I'm just saying like it just sucks for both sides. Like there was no reason for the fans to show up, and Mason came out to a crowd that could only say Texas. So,
1: I I understand, but I just don't yeah. think I'm not blaming anybody. I I really did not have a problem with with the attendance at all. I mean it was seven eight thousand, and I feel like they. They gave standing ovation to the seniors when they had to. And um, I feel like it kind of summarized the season in a lot of ways in that. And again, we've talked about it before We when we did the Q&A podcast specifically about the school not being, you know, a sports school. No group of five school is going to show up in, in the thousands, in the tens of thousands when your team is four and seven and has completely let has been one of the most disappointing teams in the country. Like not just Group of Five, not just Conference USA in the country, they've been one of the most most disappointing teams, and after back to back nine win seasons, it's kind of like you feel like fans feel like they maybe deserve better, you know, and it's just a natural thing with fans to not feel satisfied with the way the season has gone, and so I didn't have a problem at all with with the attendance. Obviously, I feel like. I feel like everybody who wanted to support Mason, everybody who felt like it was their duty to support Mason was at the game. And I feel like that's all that matters. Like, if you actually cared about Mason, fine. If, like, obviously, there are situations that are out of people's control. So I'm not going to yeah. say everybody. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, people who were at the game cared about the seniors, cared about Mason, cared about this program. And I feel like those are the only people that matter. The student section. Is changes every every year, right? Yeah. You get new freshmen, you get people graduating. It changes every year. That's an ever changing thing, and that is dependent on your results. That's depending on who yeah. you have on the field. Everybody else, like you said, the attendance on the on the press box side was fine. I thought those are the people, those are the alumni, those are the yeah the fans, that's the family. Those are the people that care about this program, and I feel like that is all that mattered to me. <laughs> I didn't expect any over anything over eight thousand. I didn't get anything over eight thousand. So. I can't complain. I I really thought it was a fine show. And I don't think Mason or anybody else came out there and was like, damn, like, no, I I I don't don't think they were expecting anything more. 15,000. Yeah, no, I don't think that. It happens. And it's their last year. And they, they know, they, they understand what's up. They're not stupid. They know that they went four and seven at North Texas. Like they're not here. They're not going to be upset. They're not going to get in the postgame press and be like, damn, this crowd sucked. Like, no, it comes with the territory. When you suck. The attendance is gonna suck. Yeah, and that's just that's For just sure. how it happened. So, um, that's my tangent on that. <laughs> but let's get into the game because it was a good game. At its core, it was a good game. <laughs> From the outside looking in, it was a very good game. And like I said, not a lot of people were there. So let's let's get into it. UAB got the ball first, I believe. Yes, yes, they, they did. deferred, and they went down seventy-five yards in four plays, and they scored right off the bat. And I'm sorry, I'm I'm very sorry. UAB deferred and North Texas got the ball first and North Texas went down and scored first. That's what I I I don't know. It was, that's why I was reading, I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yes, North Texas got the ball and they went down first. Uh yeah. first play of the game, Mason Fine to Jason Pertle, went for a long distance, then Mason Fine to Jair Shorter for the touchdown. Minute and seven drive. They went jumped out the gate seven zero. UAB countered with a field goal eventually. And this game had six lead changes, Colin. Every time some, yeah. not every time somebody scored, but a lot of times when someone scored, scored after it was seven to three, then it was ten to seven, then it was fourteen ten, then it was uh, 17-14, and then it was twenty one to uh to seventeen, and then they kicked the field to make it twenty 21- one. Oh no, it was fourteen seventeen. UAB kicked the field to make it fourteen twenty. North Texas scored to go up twenty one twenty, and then UAB scored their final touchdown a lot of lead changes in this game and it was a pretty back and forth game. There weren't a lot of trends in this game as far as like five straight punts, how we've come to expect it. The only trend was after North Texas scored that last touchdown with, with a bit of a six minutes left in the third quarter, they didn't score again. And after that drive, Mason threw his two interceptions. Um, the first of which was in the end zone and the second of which was on a fourth and one with kind of situation. Um, And then they punted twice after that. So, yeah, they didn't score again after the six minutes in the third quarter, Mark. Meanwhile, UAB went down and scored at the end of the third quarter off of the pick six, off of the interception that Mason threw late in the third quarter. And that proved to be the game. That proved to be the difference. They went up 26-21 after failing on the two-point conversion. And neither team scored from that point on. It was a lot of punts. It was a lot of field position type stuff. And just like that, North Texas... Was unable to do anything. So in, just to summarize the last what was it, two drives, UAB got the ball back. So North Texas had to punt. UAB got the ball back at its like 10 with seven minutes left. They drive down into North Texas territory. North Texas eventually comes up with a stop. Ladarius, sacks. Ladarius and I think s- someone else off the edge get a sack on third, third and long. UAB is forced to punt. North Texas takes over on its... 34, yeah, 34. And that's when Mason Fine was rushed and Mason Fine was sacked on third and fourth down and just nothing was able to subsidize out of it and UAB was basically able to pin their ears back and do whatever they wanted. And the game was pretty much over at that point. uh, The defense actually had a chance to get the ball back. They had three timeouts, North Texas did. UAB ran the ball three straight times. We knew North Texas needed to stop. They ran the ball, ran the ball, third and three. Ran the ball. Got the first down. The game was over. Very deflating. Um, but yeah, that's how the cookie, cookie crumbled. And I think just from a box score perspective. Well, okay. From an overall game perspective, what did you feel that kind of ebb and flow, like the back and forth? Did you feel like North Texas actually had a chance to win? No. I disagree. But go ahead.
0: Well, I don't feel like there was like a roller coaster where it was like back and forth. Mm-hmm. I felt like... North Texas had their chance and then they just lost it and never got it back.
1: Were those chances the interceptions Mason threw? No. The, in the end zone and then the fourth down take? The end
0: zone, no. The pick six, yes. Because it was a throw in desperation. Mm-hmm. And Mason knew that if they didn't score on that, then things were going to happen. I mean, that's why he threw it because he could have easily just taken the sack. Or fourth down. Yeah. Um.
1: I feel like this was a very winnable game for North Texas.
0: No, I think it was winnable. I just don't think that it was very low margin of error for this team.
1: I agree with that because UAB's run game was dominant. Yeah. I mean, they averaged over four yards a carry, and they racked up over 200 yards of of rushing. And then the defense, like we said, for UAB was just too good for North Texas.
0: Yeah, I mean, what were the rushing numbers for North Texas?
1: Uh, Well, not not counting Mason's infinite amount of sacks, Torrey had 47 yards on 11 carries, and Trey Siggers had 23 yards on 13 carries. Trey Siggers went down in the fourth quarter with a pretty bad leg injury. I was on the field, and I had a pretty good angle at watching that, and it was very did not look good from the start. And I I tweeted out as soon as it happened, like this did not look good. And then everybody was like, "Damn, this does not look good." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not good." Correct. Yeah, it's he, not. He, good. he
0: came off the field in the air cast. So. Yeah, it
1: was air cast. That was the the last thing I needed to see. And Trey just. I thought it was going to be one of those Paul George injuries where like it was, that would have been awful.
0: Well, it was crazy because whenever he went down, like
1: people were instantly like, and he ripped his helmet off and he fumbled the ball, not fumbled the ball, but he was down, but he fumbled, he dropped the ball. Like as soon as he, as soon as it happened. Yeah. And that's where I was like, no, like, and it might've been a Paul, like not Paul George esque you know, with like like, not with a bone sticking out. It wasn't an L, but still it might've broke.
0: Like, yeah, it could have been a compound for us. Yeah, Richard. we we don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, we so, but know.
1: regardless, it looked bad. And we really hope he's okay. We really hope for speed recovery for Trey Sigurds because he's been terrific this year. He's been one of the best players on this team, and he this team would struggle a lot more than it did without him. And his, his emergence has been one of the better stories, stories of the season, you know, with his whole yeah. running back to safety to running back. Registered sophomore, we hope he comes back. He's got two more years left, so... Hoping he's back for next year. hope he recovers well. But regardless, um, with the run game being so abysmal, with the offensive line struggling as much as it did against this UAB front, which is really, really good, Garrett Malone is just a ridiculous player. Um, Garrett Marino, I'm sorry. Garrett Marino is a ridiculous <laughs> defensive lineman. It really just hinged on Mason Fine making something out of nothing really just making the quick throws making the accurate throws and making the throws that he needed needed to make so I think that while Mason did have the two interceptions Mason wasn't able to construct the final touchdown drive I mean he did finish the game 22 or 34 for 268 yards two touchdowns he did everything you really could ask of him considering the situation when you don't have a run game and you're getting sacked seven times you're getting hit even more times than that, I don't know how much more people can ask of him, and I don't think anybody did ask more from him. I feel like he was the mainstay. I feel like he was the guy that carried this team. He made some great throws. The touchdown to Jair Shorter to start the game was terrific. Uh, he made a few. Like this offense just requires him to make so many difficult throws, and that is the that's the tough part. Right? he has to make those throws to um on the out routes to, all the way from the far hash. He has to make the throws over the top. He has to put the ball in places where maybe a lot of quarterbacks don't. like maybe Shane michle doesn't have to be perfect because Prochet and Roberson can go up and make those plays, but this Mason doesn't have that luxury. Rico Bussy was that luxury and he's gone now. so um for him, I feel like Mason did everything possible and I feel like he had a he had a good game. He was almost our player of the game he but then Jalen Darden, ten receptions, eighty-one yards, one touchdown. That's dude is dude is ridiculous. Jalen Darden is at a different level, and he is continuing to show that he is. I mean, he might he's one of the best receivers in the Conference USA. Jalen Darden is. It yeah. would just be nice to pair him with Rico Bussey. And Rico, man, uh, that would have been really the nice. what ifs. The what ifs. The what ifs of this season. Yeah. So instead, they're yeah Jason Purtle had the, the hashtag should have been what if. Maybe that's the new hashtag the new hashtag for for the next week
0: hashtag what if
1: yeah, so anyways yeah i I feel like Mason just had a really good game. I feel like Mason was precise um what did you think about Mason's performance?
0: yeah, I mean time? I think he I think he had a great game, I mean, there's two picks, the one in the end zone was eh I guess, and then the one uh fourth and one he just tried to make something happen, yeah, and he knew,
1: yeah, all right, um. Again, it was a game he threw the ball to complete past to eight different receivers. Again, he was uh fairly accurate in a lot of those. On defense, I told uh I told Colin after the game that Deion Noville was gonna be the best player on this team next year, which is a hot take. It's a very hot take. I don't it's know Zivane. if it's a hot take. Jalen Darden's on this team, considering we don't know if Rico Busty's gonna be back. Um Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, uh it's pretty much just Jalen Darden is the only player I can think of. Oh, Trey Sager's could be best player on the team next year. But Deion Noville is tr- tremendous. 11 yeah, tackles at the defensive ta- tackle position. Two tackles for loss. He is just, he is, he's a monster. He's a yeah. flat-out monster. And we've raved about him all, all year this year. We knew he was going to have a big year coming into the year. And he was tremendous. I was pleased, to say the least. Ladarius had a very good game as well. One and a half sacks on uh, with five tackles total. I was pleased with him. They played a lot of seniors on defense. Yep. Mike, Mike Lenahan played a ton. Dominique Harrison played a ton. Um, obviously Nick Harvey, we know Jamil Moore. Jamil Moore played a ton. T Rob. T Rob started. I mean, he's a normal starter, but yes. Yeah, well, play. I didn't I didn't we didn't know how healthy. Yeah, he was. we didn't know. Oh, yes, we didn't. And so you get all those guys. Obviously Kerry Muhammad as well. You get all those guys and it's uh they still did their job. They still they still yeah. played well. I don't I don't think anybody saw, you know, those guys come in and they were like, oh man, this is like substantially worse. I think it was it was a good showing from the defense. I don't think it was bad at all. Yeah. Do you disagree? No, I, I, think the,
0: I I think the defense made it the game winnable.
1: Yeah, and I think UAB, they they were juggling quarterbacks, Tyler Johnston played a little bit but not much at all most of the game was Dylan Hopkins who's played the last three games mm-hmm. as the backup quarterback he's more of a mobile quarterback and I think they did a good job containing him they they limited his ability in the pocket his mo- mobility I should say and he only completed six passes so it was really just a run game Uh, it's tough when you're I mean you're relying on Dion Noville and Ladarius to do so much in that front line to stop the run and the linebackers Katie Davis and Tyreek were good but it, was, it wasn't was near enough. Tyreek ended the game with three tackles. KD ended with three tackles. And the linebackers, I mean, Mike Lenny had, had seven tackles. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Um, And Larry Nixon played some. Kevin Wood played some. Again, the linebacker the linebacker group has just not quite been enough. And so I think that's going to be one of the biggest things for yeah. this offseason that they're going to need to figure out. They're going to need to get more production out of that. Um, in my opinion. So, especially against a team like UAB who runs the ball so much. So, um, lastly, I want to talk. So, that, that's all I had on the like, the overall game. I want to talk about the offensive line, Innocent, uh, real quickly because, like we said, Mason Fine took seven sacks. Mason Fine was good when yeah. he had time. And he had time a lot of times because they started keeping seven people into block a running back and a tight end into block like time after in the second half. A lot of times they only had three man routes. Like they were not able to get the protection they needed in order to be unique. They were not able to get the protection they needed in order to do the things that they want to do to get defenses off balance. Instead, they were forced to keep seven guys in and, even when UAB only brought four, so it's like you're blocking four with seven, or you're blocking five with seven. You're just asking those three guys on the outside to do a lot. Yeah, and you're asking Mason to be perfect, and that's something that is just really, really difficult to do. Um, one thing I did have written down, let me let me write right through it. Oh, the game ended. Mason's final play, as we mentioned, was a sack. It was fourth in whatever it was eleven. Yeah, and Garrett Malone basically just destroyed, or Marino, Garrett Marino, basically destroyed um, Sasai Mose at center, just gave him a gold swim move, and blew past him, sacked Mason, and that's how Mason's career ended. And that was really depressing, and that's how I had my lead started. Uh, You read one of my cider leads. That was my original cider lead, was, yeah, Mason Fine's career ended with a sack, and a lot of people on Twitter said, yeah, it's kind of fitting, you know, it's... uh, Trey Siggers gets injured. Obviously, nobody wanted him to get injured, but it's just like, that's how the season's gone. Injury, sack, sack, can't stop the run on a on a, four, on a third down when they need it. Yep. it's how the season's gone, and you have to agree with them. You have to take a lot of, um, I don't know what the word is. You have to understand that that is how this season's gone, and... It's how Mason's career has gone in a, in a large way. And yeah. we thought that this this year would be different because in large part the offensive line was going to be different. And you look at Mason Fine starting on senior senior day with four seniors on this offensive line. <laughs> Alex Woodworth, Thomas Preston, Sasai Mose, and DeAndre Plan are all seniors. Four seniors on this offensive line. There's an old adage that, you know... Maybe coming into this year, we we looked at it as, wow, you know, they got all these guys back. Well, it's also a downside when you get everybody back if they're not good. And I think that's definitely what this season has been. It's like, hey, you're getting everybody back, but on the like on the bright side, you're getting everybody back, but on the down downside, you're also getting everybody back. It's a two way street. And this offensive line has just proven time and time again. I don't, I don't really care how good this UAB defense line is. I really don't. We North Texas had to keep seven people in the block. Yeah. Four. You couldn't win a five on four, and that's not the biggest issue. The biggest issue is that you couldn't win your one on ones, even half the time. Yeah. The issue is that off the edge, we're talking. I talked about Marino in the middle. Off the edge, the, the outside tackles were killed. The tackles were killed. They were they were completely outmatched. They you would be brought three on probably half of their sacks on probably three out of their seven sacks. They only brought three or four. Pro, probably more than that, but. Bringing three or four was all UAB needed to get pressure on them. And that was so disheartening to watch. I can only imagine from a coaching perspective. like, And not only – on a lot of the sacks, it wasn't only one guy getting beat. It was two guys getting beat. It was – everybody was just having a tough time. The, the line was just getting destroyed. And that was the most depressing thing to me is like they can't run the ball because you can't block them. They can't. We can't pass the ball because you can't block them. Yeah. We have to keep seven in in order to do anything to order in order just to have time to try to get any of our route concepts into effect. That was so abysmal. It was a terrible showing. Yeah. It was an awful showing. And you have four seniors on that offensive line. I don't, I understand that UAB's defensive defense line is good. You don't have to tell me that you don't have to tell me, Anything about the stat season stats they have. Wow, you know, they've only held teams to 18 points for a reason. You go look at UAB schedule and it is not good. They've played three they played four good teams all year, and they've lost three of them. Their only good win was La Tech last week. They've lost to Western Kentucky. They lost they lost to Southern Miss 37 to 2. Like they lost to Tennessee by a lot. You look at the rest of the games on the schedule, and it's a terrible schedule. It's an awful non conference schedule besides Tennessee. So this defensive line is good. It ain't no SEC defensive line. It's not, it's not uh, even an AAC defensive line. It is nothing. And North Texas, remember, coming into the year, wanted to be on that level of an AAC team. They wanted to be on that level of a fringe you know, national, national attention team. This offensive line was never going to allow that. And that was no. really, really sad yeah. to watch last night that they could not block those guys at all.
0: I am gonna disagree with you in the fact that you said that even though they're all coming back,
1: it was a downside because I don't think anyone could have
0: predicted that they were gonna be this
1: bad. Well the thing is, so the thing is they've been bad entire Mason's entire career. Not this exact group, but the offensive line has been bad yes, this entire career. but We blamed it most of the time on Jordan Murray. Yes. Who was
0: replaced by DeAndre Planton. And we were wrong. And we were completely wrong about DeAndre yes. Planton. Brammer we thought was gonna was gonna uh, Take a step forward. Take a step forward. Awful. Thomas Preston I mean, Alex Wood was probably the best offensive line, offensive lineman on this team.
1: Probably, and he had to move. From and he, and he, and he was injured.
0: And he moved to tackle. Yeah, man. So, I mean, the centers regressed. Mm-hmm. The center and guards regressed. I mean, it just. I don't think anyone could have predicted this. So, so I, so I don't think that having them return, like, I don't think we should have been preseason, been like, oh, they're returning, but they're bad. No,
1: but we need to stop and everybody needs to stop along with us, us especially need to stop just because somebody's returning doesn't mean they're going to markedly improve.
0: Right. But I don't think that they were even the same as last year. I mean, they were considerably worse this year, considerably worse. They still won nine games last year.
1: Yes. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if they are I don't know if they're considerably worse than last year. I don't even know if they're worse than last year because last year they were bad. No, and last year they were bad. But I don't know this year it's a been step, complete step down from bad to awful. Like. But, it, but
0: last year they won nine games. They couldn't even win games against bad teams. I mean, Rice. They yes. couldn't win. I mean, they still lost to ODU last year, but they beat Rice last year.
1: Yes, but we're talking about the offensive line.
0: Right, but I'm saying that they're not facing teams that are... Like, Rice is not way better than they were last year. Okay. So I'm saying that they still won nine games. This team this year cannot win against bad teams.
1: Because of the offensive line.
0: Yes, because of the offensive line. Okay.
1: Um
0: like like Rico's injury did not affect this team's wins as much as the offensive, the offensive line. line has.
1: I agree. And I think that because when we now that we're looking back on the season in a sense, we have to start looking back what we got wrong, right? Yeah. So that's the obvious thing we got wrong was the offensive line. I just think that there's in Mason's fourth year, for this offensive line still have not to figure it out. Like the entire his four-year stint, they couldn't figure it out at the offensive line position. They figured out receiver. You know, you bring in Jalen Guyton. You you have Rico Bus, you grow, you Jalen Dar and Mike Law. You figured out there running back. You figured out you. I mean, you had Jeffrey Wilson already, but you know, you have a, a few backs who are pretty good kind of figured out last year on defense, right? Last year's defense was good, so you at least gave him some defensive help. This year the defense was obviously not as good. But the offensive line never got better. Everything else at yeah. least had some semblance yeah. of getting better. The offensive line never got better. And that was is just jarring to me. It's amazing to me that they can't protect against half the teams in conference. What I think
0: is also more jarring is the fact that whenever an offensive line was injured, there was never really a stark step down. Like when Thomas Preston had to come in and play. Like we weren't sitting here like, oh, that's awful. It was like, oh, it's the same.
1: Well it's kind of I mean it's it's bad, but it's also good because it shows that we're not crazy that the offensive line's not good. Like the offensive line is not being much better than their backups. I wouldn't say that at all. (laughs) Okay, but it shows that they're actually not good. Yeah it's it's amazing to me. And I was telling someone after the game, I was like more than any other position, North Texas needs the the 2019 and 2020 class of, of commits. They need those guys on the offensive line more than any other position. Yep. Because you, you go through and you look at the 2019 and 2020 classes, they have some offensive linemen who are infinitely higher rated
0: than whatever they have right
1: than now. Than what they have right now. You look at them. I mean, and again, the Mose brothers are okay, but those guys were two stars. Those are 77s. Those are 76s. Those are... At middle of the pack guys. Like, I don't know if people understand how good the recruiting classes are of 2019 Yeah, and I feel like that the offensive line is where it's going to show the most.
0: Yeah. Well, again, this goes back to the to the whole foundation thing. You have the high skill players, but you don't have the foundation there to to win games. Offensive line being a foundation, defensive line being a foundation. You have the high you have high skill players. You have Deontay Simpson. You have Jalen Darden. You have Trey Siggers, You have Mason Fine, but you don't have. The thing that holds the house up, yes, and the offensive line, yes.
1: Alex Woodworth was a seventy-five rated recruit. What was DeAndre Plantin?
0: Because he'd be the highest.
1: Yeah, DeAndre Plantin was definitely the highest. I don't know what. Hey, let me let me look it up. DeAndre. That's the joy of having twenty-four-seven
0: sports 24/7. ratings. Twenty-four-seven.
1: DeAndre Plantin was an eighty-four, and again, an eighty-four it's a three star, right? is a high three-star, right? Is is no? It's a middle three-star. It's a middle three-star. It's so a the low star. three-star. Is an eighty. Uh, middle three star is around eighty forty or so, and then um, high three star is like an eighty eight. I want to say somewhere. Okay, there, so
0: where are North Texas O lines recruits right now?
1: Eric Williams is an eighty six.
0: There you go, just ladies that and gentlemen. Alone. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, the <laughs> offensive line should be better in a couple of years. Yes, yeah.
1: no, but then I'm I, I'm just going off of memory memory right now. But twenty nineteen, twenty twenty class. I'm saying those are like we're asking these guys to do a lot. And they're just not good enough. And that goes back to the recruiting of the first two years of South Detroit's tenure, right?
0: I agree. But we also have to realize that they're also facing players that were recruited on the same level as they were
1: at a higher level. I think okay, but okay, but,
0: every team in Conference USA that they faced, not all of them have better offensive linemen in terms of oh, coming out of high school. Yes. So we can't we can't put the blame completely on the players, although yes, they aren't clearly talented enough to to be against conference usa at this point but we also have to kind of blame the coaches in a sense because you know charlotte has enough utsa i bet you their sack numbers aren't as bad i mean north texas has got to be the worst offensive line in all of conference usa
1: I, I don't i don't know if this is the worst but it's, it's bad it's down there i mean conference usa is not a good conference so, right and so i'm not we're... saying
0: they are but i'm saying that like every team that north texas has faced their offensive line looks miles better than North Texas's. And every team that North Texas has faced, regardless of how good the defensive line has been, Mason gets hit
1: every game. Yes, Mason gets gets hit every single single game. And I think that's the that's the most depressing part is that he didn't even have a chance. Yeah. I mean there was Like not- it's one thing if you don't have a good run game or you don't have good receivers or something, then you I mean, you can bounce it out. But like you said, the offensive line is the foundation of your team. You don't have a chance if you can't run block and he can't pass protect yeah and they couldn't do that at all and i I feel like there were stints this year where they were actually okay they were there were times where i was like okay this is okay but the season started off so poorly right it started off terribly Mm -hmm. Uh, the only fine game was against utsa and i don't even count utsa um but even let's say avilene christian was getting through a lot of times like you look at the first five games of the year, those, they were clear red flags and then we go into conference play. And it's like Southern miss La tech. Like you go down the list of teams, middle Tennessee even had, had reasonable pressure. Charlotte ended up getting pressure on. Them. And you're just like, is this ever going to get better? Yeah. And, and I think we realized it a little too late. Like, no, this deep, this offensive line is just not good. And yes, it has a lot. It has a good amount to do with coaching, but I just think you need new new faces in there. I just think you need to wash it, Yeah. get new faces in there. I don't know if Jacob Brammer is an answer. I don't even know what Jacob Brammer – I mean, because, again, Jacob Brammer is a true sophomore or a retro sophomore? Retro sophomore. He is a retro he sophomore. He was a retro freshman last year, yeah. So let's see what Jacob Brammer was rated out of high school. Because, again, he's in one of those classes that's – yeah, Jacob Brammer is a 78. Yeah. Like, he's those two classes just killed this team. Those first two recruiting classes for the trail just killed this team. Whereas now, they're not getting anybody rated under 80. Yeah. And I feel I like mean, it's going to show the most. Literally not getting any no, of the other no. Their average rating is 83.5. Yeah. Which is fantastic for a Conference it's, USA it's team. Incre- it's number one. Yeah. It's not even close. So, and La Tech consistently for the past 10 years has been getting an average of 82 rated players. Yeah. like So, they, they have that foundation. It's just a huge difference to where... And, again, this is on Seth because his first two years recruiting were not good. But the last two years have been terrific. So that is where – I don't know if we can blame
0: is. Seth completely for the first two recruiting classes. Yes, I,
1: I understand. I understand. You yeah. can't blame – like the situation you stepped in. You go 1-11. Like. Yeah, the situation you stepped in is obviously terrible. So the first year, okay. Yeah. I understand. But the second year, is kind of like a, it's more on him. Third year, obviously, number one in Conference Tuesday. Fourth year right now, uh, one or two in Conference stay with LaTeX the offensive line is where it's going to show the most. Yep. And I think defense is another area that's going to show a lot in, but uh offensive line is where it's going to show the most. Yep. So, I that's agree. where I'm ex- that's where I'm excited to uh I'm excited to see in the future. I think that gives a, like, a good amount of optimism cuz like you said that foundation should be built in 2 years. Yeah. 2 years those uh maximum. I mean, this could happen next year for all we know. It could. The freshmen, I mean, the the freshmen from last year's class are obviously registered this year, so they'll be freshmen next yeah. year. Um we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not unheard of for freshmen or year freshmen to come in and start. And I don't know if a guy like let's say Chandler Anthony, I'm just going off the top of my head, like a guy like that, I don't know if I would start him over a redshirt freshman. Yeah. That's maybe a little bit worse. Yeah, so something like that. I mean Chandler Anthony again, seventy seven and a half. Yeah. It's tough. It's
0: just... it's tough to win with players that just aren't.
1: They 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 you have to you ask them to improve so much. Right. And everybody in everybody in the country is improving, right? Like yeah. every single player, every practice, every rep, you're improving. The baseline at what you started is just different for people, right? Yep. So that's that's the that's the concept. But yeah, the offensive line is just severely underwhelmed, and I feel like that's was the most disappointing thing, is that in this Mason Find's entire career? They couldn't get that right, and that's the most important piece of this offense. Not even with transfers, which is even – The like transfer. DeAndre Planton was awful. Planton could not hit, um, and they, they didn't even bring in any other the transfers. They only brought one in. Well, I'm saying,
0: like, Planton was – I mean, and then you have the mostly brothers who were were not bad last year. Yeah. They were just okay. Should they have
1: brought more people in? Should they have actually, like – But the thing is – The thing I, is, h- h- who could you have brought in? That's, that's the real question. I mean – At least more, like, DeAndre Planton – guys or like a juco guy or something like something man you can't tell me you recruited these players and then you watch them be coached and then you see them get coached and you see them in practice yeah and that's you fair. watch that and yeah, no, be that's like a good point i watched jacob brammer get destroyed by ladarius hamilton before the season yeah i remember and you ladarius that. hamilton i'm pretty sure no 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 no, Bramer had a cast on his hand, but still, regardless, he couldn't move. Like he, he Ladera's Hamilton was eating his lunch. Yeah, and he was telling him so. That was yes, <laughs> and he was telling him so. That's the first red flag. Like this, they see practice every single day. They see this happen. This isn't a surprise when they go up against guys like Garrett, guys, um, like on Louisiana Tech's defense, and get destroyed. They're not surprised. They game plan for it. They're like, okay, well, we're going to be at a disadvantage here, here, here. So we're going to have to do this differently. We're going to have to throw more screens. We're going to have to throw, uh, we're going to have to try to run the ball the opposite way because they can't block. Like, they game plan for it. You know how annoying that is to game plan for when you can't block? Yeah. It's the biggest issue this team has. And it's the biggest issue this program has. And it was a, on full display last night. Yep. So I'm not going to go on any longer about that. I feel like I went long enough. Um, okay, Colin, do you want to reflect on this season, or do you want to go to questions? Let's go questions first, and then we can bring up whatever we think that. Save the crying. I I see you, Colin. Cry- I see you. Yes. My, Colin's had a tissue my, this my, whole are time. Are my eyes trying to gloss over? <laughs> Colin had a tissue this whole time, just like dabbing the tears away. Yeah. So.
0: Should have saw Bruni last night. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I was crying.
0: Yeah. You had the cookie, the halftime cookies in one hand, the stale halftime cookies. And the Sprite in the other hand. Sprite. And you, you know, you're getting your cookie kinda of soggy from, from all the tears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord have mercy.
0: Okay. We did go to Chili's last night. That was pretty good. Late night Chili's run. Late night Chili's run. Had to reflect ourselves. Haven't been to Chili's in a while. Hi, no. welcome to Chili's. By the way, we were not told that. What? When we went to Chili's. There was no hi, welcome to Chili's. I did not get that. Do they
1: say do they tell you that at Chili's? That is their thing. I thought that
0: was like It's like a c like in their commercials. Like it's like, hi, welcome to. Chinese. That's in every restaurant's commercial. No, 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 no. Hi, welcome to Olive Garden. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Olive Garden, you have to say stuff. were family at Olive Garden, okay? We. I worked there. I worked there for five years, okay? Oh my god! Listen, hospitaliano. Hospitaliano, Colin. You know what that means? No. They made the word up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go there next time. You can get us a discount. I don't know why you can't I don't get guess. a
0: discount anymore. My sister doesn't work there anymore. Look at that. Sad.
1: Damn, the Mitchells are just out of there. Yeah, we're out of there. We, we've been outed, ousted. Lord have mercy. Alright, we have a lot of questions. This is interesting. I don't know where to start. Let's see, where should I start? I should start with... Hmm. I'm gonna start where? Oh, laptop charger? Yeah. Will, your, will yours work? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't have it. Well, Colin, you better go get your charger. Hold on. Alright, so I'm gonna start with a question here while Colin goes against the charger. Christopher asked, "Are there any objective comparisons out there to evaluate refs between conferences or leagues? Does that get Does that get meaningfully discussed anywhere throughout the NCA? I want to know where the line of reasonability is between hometown and what is actually a, a missed call. What is actually terrible or missed call? Well, Christopher, it's um. I don't think there's any objective." system that is public i know that every referee is obviously graded and evaluated on a game-to-game basis and i understand that every referee is obviously trying to make the correct calls because they cannot have that job because if they get it wrong then it hurts their grade however I'm assuming that everybody here is asking about not everybody because it's the only question we got on refer- refereeing, but I also got a DM asking for a video of the the face mask, the Mason face mask at the end. And while it was a face mask, a I don't it wasn't egregious. This might get me a lot of a lot of hate. I don't know. It wasn't egregious enough to me in the in the moment watching it, and then seeing the replay, I was like, I understand how they missed that. Like, for me, I can understand how they missed that. Obviously, a lot of fans will be like, no, you can't miss that. I'll be like, me, I was like, eh, I understand how they missed that because I just, maybe my bar is just really low for referees, but in that situation on a 4th and 11, like, you're not looking to throw a bailout flag. And I feel like that's what a lot of people were asking for. Like, you can't... You You
0: can't be grasping for straws.
1: You're grasping at air at this point when you're just like 4th and 11. You get completely killed on the offensive line. Two Mason times get, in a row. Mason gets sacked, and you're out here begging for a face mask call. That's just not how I would look at it. If I was, let's say, because I'm a Cowboys fan, if I watched Dak Prescott and the Cowboys just get shredded for a majority of the game, and then on fourth and 11, on a game winning drive, Dak goes down, I'm turning the TV off. I'm not looking at it. I'm not looking for a face mask call. That's just me. Because it doesn't matter at that point. It doesn't. The game is over. Now, obviously, a game wouldn't be over if there was a face mask call, but... Right. I but for don't. all
0: intents and purposes, they've not been putting themselves in winning positions the whole game. Yes. I mean, especially in the fourth quarter. So, yeah. Especially, like you said, seven net yards. That's ridiculous. But, so, so, I mean, yeah, there's no point in grasping for air or yeah. whatever. As
1: a, as a fan, in my opinion, like you can be mad about that call you want, but I'm more upset about the offensive line. So. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I, I think choose your battles and I don't think this is the battle I'm choosing. I'm choosing the offensive line battle. You can yeah. choose the defense You can't value. control you can, the
0: reps, you can only you can, control the team.
1: Yeah, you can choose a lot of different battles. You can choose the coaching battle. A lot of pick your battle, pick your pick your fighter. Like a uh, Mortal Kombat. All right, so anyways, <laughs> I hope that answered your questions. Uh I don't know if it's meaningfully discussed. Now obviously they all the referees are evaluated, so that's all I'll say about that. So um. Additionally, though he gets heated, I've never seen Latrell actually challenge a call and thought that may have to do with his uh, place as head, as head of the NCAA rules committee. Now, I know he's on that committee. I didn't know he's the head. I don't know if he is the head or not. Thought I'd, Head sounds kind of wild. Uh, yeah, thoughts for on North that? Texas
0: coach to be. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: now, I, I didn't think that coaches could call for a challenge. Yeah, I don't think you can in the NCAA. So, hold on. So I don't think – I didn't think they could. I thought you could only, like, you know, suggest it kind of. Yeah. Like, hey, can you go look at that, all this stuff? I thought that's how it kind of went. But then I looked it up, and apparently I think they have one challenge. Really? That's, that's – I don't, I don't think I've ever hey, seen that's a coach. What this, that's what this SB Nation article said. I don't think – I don't think I've ever seen a college football coach. Well, they don't have flags so i don't think there's there's no way to like physically oh, tell. Okay, okay, okay. it's not like n b a you can't like replay and it's not like the n f l where you throw the throw the flag yeah but i mean according to article i read in twenty eighteen you can challenge you have one challenge so i mean i doubt that a face yes, mask call but would i don't be a think challenge. you can foul i don't think you can challenge a face mask call yeah the, the, in the n f l you can challenge pass interferences now you can challenge um i don't think you can challenge anything you else can't like challenge that. penalties except for the pass d p i yeah so um i don't i don't know but yeah, he hasn't really I mean he gets upset at calls <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah but yeah. Um I, I don't know if we answered your question. I said Christopher, by the way, it's Chor- chorister. I don't know if it's the name or not. We've got a question before from them, but uh yeah. So anyways. Um thank you for your question. On to the next one. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Alright, here's an interesting one. Mark Ryan Alexander asked, if Seth goes 5-7 next season, is he gone? No. Why?
0: Why would he be gone?
1: Tell me why you think he would be gone. First of all, you don't have
0: Mason. You don't have Mason. (laughs) So that's automatically like you get get a year off, basically. Kind of. Okay. (laughs) But you know they're not
1: thinking about it like that.
0: They're not thinking about it like that. But I'm saying from an athletic, Wren's not going to be like, Hey Seth, if you go five and seven next year, you're fired. I want a conference championship. No one's expecting this, or at least I'm not expecting this team to get a conference championship next season. I think we predicted them to go five and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you just can't expect it, especially after losing Mason, possibly Rico.
1: Twenty-three other seniors to go. 20. Yeah,
0: twenty-three other seniors to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's be way better than the eight this four. year. Yeah, eight and four. Yeah, so no not at all because one he's recruited really well Mm -hmm. he's put a really good culture in place and he's gotten high-end talent
1: Mm -hmm. now again we talked about the schedule the next season a lot of times there's three scheduled losses in your non-conference play smu assuming smu is as good as it is i mean they'll have Bouchelle and other guys back but smu um a&m and houston on the road those are three losses right there so um in conference say you'd have to make up for all those if you want to go uh 7 to 5 8 and 4 you'd have to obviously be pretty perfect in the conference play and that's looking tough when you don't know who your quarterback is at this moment and you're even if it is on your bean you're still not going to be you're not going to have one of the top 7 8 quarterbacks in I think I think day.
0: 5 5 and 7 is
1: I think that's reasonable.
0: I don't think I th- no I'm going to say that's on the high end I think.
1: Yeah, I think five and seven with a shot at making maybe a bowl game. Yeah. I think that's really Like if this team makes a bowl game next year, sheesh. That's great. That's successful. Six and six with yeah, a bowl That's a, game, that's a good season. That. Yeah, that's a good season. I'm taking that every day. So no, I don't think he gets fired. I think he only gets fired if they go like two and ten. Maybe. I think two and ten might get him fired. <laughs> but no, they can't, bro. His buyout's so big. <laughs> you can't, man. You just he, he can't get fired. He's getting paid so much money. Yeah, I mean, he's made his buyout so big specifically so he can't get courted to other schools. So. Yes, and that's it's both ways. So, like, he doesn't yeah. get fired, and then also other that's schools. That's a double-edged sword. Yes, so yeah. other schools would have to pay more in order to get him out. Uh, thank you for your question, Mark. Preston Hodge asked, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Where are we at? What senior players will be the most difficult to replace in the context of their depth of, depth of their position?
0: Ooh, well, Mason's number Great. one Fantastic on that question. list. Fantastic question. Uh, so the, the seniors that really matter this year, we have Mason, obviously you have, are we counting Rico?
1: Well, he's not going to be here next year. So, <laughs> okay. We're well, soft. But I think,
0: yeah, Bruni and I are assuming that Rico's okay. So you got Rico, you have Mike law, you have Ladarius Darius Hamilton and you have Kyrie Muhammad. I would say that those are the five players that are nearly irreplaceable
1: for this so, team. Okay. Okay, but then we have a sub tier where it's going to be tough. It's going to you have to actually replace them, right? Like, but the sub tier is what starter level. For that, like okay, last so starter, so Nick, like Nick Harvey, Nick Harvey, Cam um, Johnson,
0: Cam. No,
1: Cam's a junior. Cam's a junior. Cam's a junior. Cam's a junior Cam. Sorry, Nick Harvey, T Rob, Kelvin Smith, Taylor Robinson, Alvin Kenworthy, punter, Jason Pertle. Just to Purtle's not Purtle's a like a sophomore, rusher, sophomore, something like that, rusher, junior, maybe. Um, Tulao Safi defensive line Jamie King maybe Darian McMillan Jameel Moore Pearls of Richard Jr. Okay so, so yeah I, I think there's like there's the top five what those, you said? those yeah those top five players I think like a nec- a are going to be five, tough five.
0: but the sub tier if we're calling it that I don't really think are going to be that difficult to replace because when you think about it Cam will slide into the Nick Harvey spot Nick Harvey wasn't great to begin with T-Rob didn't play the last three games and Mikhail Sanders did, if not better than him, Mm -hmm. at safety. Jameel Moore stopped playing because uh, he got replaced by uh, Jackson Gibbs. Yes. I'm just, I mean, outside of those top five, I don't really see. We got to
1: see Alex Morris, how Alex Morris plays at safety next to, I mean, or Keelan Crosby. Yeah. I mean, an
0: offensive line, like we said, anything's better than what they have now. Yeah.
1: Uh, tied in like like we said Jason Purtle and they recruited a lot of guys. I would say Jason Purtle might probably fit better with this team next year. We don't know how this team's going to be constructed next year.
0: Well, if it's based on the same type of offense.
1: I feel like if Kelvin was healthy, he would have been fine. He would have been good.
0: Oh yeah, no, I definitely think that, but I'm saying based on what Kelvin's done this year,
1: then I think Jason will So here's be, my concern. Be fine. My concern is similar to the offensive line. You had a lot of seniors, right? You had a lot of seniors that made a lot of plays for this team and then i feel like there's a gap and you're we're waiting on that 2019 2020 classes to come in and save everything i'm worried that that gap is going to show a lot you're worried that that gap, gap is next year next year like yeah. that's that's the gap because after next year then you got the 2019 class is going to be like wretched sophomores and uh, the 20th 20 class will be a redshirt freshman. Like they can actually come in and like actually make plays. Yeah. Like it's not this like Kevin Wood and come in and make plays on Deontay know, Simpson. And, yeah, Deontay Simpson like be forced to make plays. They can actually come in and like legitimately make yeah, plays. Yeah, be relied on. Yes. Next year though, I'm worried that the gap is there. I'm worried that you're gonna have to start you guys like let's say Chandler Anthony on the offensive line. You're gonna have to start. Um, this corners I'm not too as worried about because like, Quinn Whitlock's been hurt and uh, we haven't seen a lot of him. But even if not, then you have Deshaun Gaddy. But again, 2019, 2020 classes are going to creep up even more. You're going to see guys make make steps even more. Katie Davis. What and
0: What are Teddy. the expectations for next year's team? And, and in a fan's perspective, do you think six and six? You you're just a bankable game? Yeah, I think six and six is very
1: reasonable. So, anyways, I'm just worried that 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 gap is going to show a lot next year. And it shows. Also, I mean,
0: I think next year needs to be looked at as a development year.
1: Yes, but it's made, it's also SouthTrust fifth year.
0: It's his fifth year, but again, they should have been going the nine and th- nine and threes, nine and fours this year. This year, yes. starting this year, yes, they haven't had those quote unquote gap years where he, he takes over as head coach and this team's still kind of bad. They were yes. just instantly good. So. I I'm gonna give Seth the benefit of the doubt. I this understand. Season.
1: Yeah, you're you're a you nice person. You're a very nice person. I don't Nobody think else I'm, is gonna give him that benefit of the doubt. But
0: I'm not, it's it's more so the players too. Benefit. You, of the you doubt, can't so. go four and eight again. You can't go four and eight again. But I'm not gonna be ups, overly upset if they they do.
1: No, because from a reasonable perspective, I understand it. But I just I just think there's this. You're in Seth Latrell's in his fifth year. Yes. And like you said, they should be peaking at this time, right? But they're not. And that's on him. It's it's, it's his own fault. So you're, you're starting to get your own guys in there. You're graduating. A lot of the seniors um, that were our, I mean, they were his guys, but you know what I mean? Like they, you're, they're really, these guys have only known Seth Luttrell. Yeah. They didn't know any failure. They didn't know anything else. And so at this point, yes, one year, this was kind of that down year. You You talk about a development year. This kind of you can't this wasn't it. You, this you, was not a development year, but this was a down year, and I feel like development year and down year are kind of I disagree are are similar in terms of the results, right? Well, we got that result without having a development year, so now you're you're, you're telling me as a fan, you're telling me that we're gonna have to wait another year of four and eight football just right. to eventually get decent I'm, football. I'm I'm
0: saying you you can't expect anything from this team to the fans. I'm not saying I don't. I'm trying to. Explain but it's this. a
1: very that's a very big indictment on Latrell then.
0: I don't think it's a big indictment. This season's indictment on the. Trail. A on the trail. I don't think they thought that Rico Bussy was going to be.
1: Oh, do not, do not, do not, do not. You cannot go Rico Bussey getting hurt.
0: No, 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 not that. I'm not even saying that. Okay, I'm saying you can't. You can't sit here and say he didn't when he recruited Mason. He didn't think that he was going to be the best quarterback in North Texas history. He didn't think Rico was going to be an NFL level talent. He didn't think that Jalen Guyton was going to be as good as he was for his, the sophomore year. You can't. No one expected this team to be that good so quick. I understand. So you can't say that's an indictment on Latrell. If anything, that's good on Latrell. So then talking about this season. Right, but I'm saying this leads up to this season. So then because they had those early results, they're trying to win now. Again, leaving no foundation, and then now you have to try to build that foundation. He deserves one more development year. You can't expect this team to win next year.
1: So you're giving him a pass for those two years where he just basically didn't recruit. But again,
0: that's not his fault, I wouldn't say completely. You can't expect him to come in here after they go 1-11. considered the worst team in all of college football. Yes. And expect him to get good recruits. I'll give him the first
1: year. The second year,
0: what happened? Second year, they still only went 5-8. and eight.
1: It's not all results. It's, it's not all, all, results, all results, but... They're this, sitting here at 4-8, and, and they're going to have their best class ever.
0: Right, based on last year.
1: I understand that, but... You're throwing out results like it's completely contingent on those results. Great recruiters are great recruiters. Like they can you you step in as anywhere, and you can recruit. Like if you're a recruiter, you're a recruiter. I'll give him the first year. I will give him the first year completely. I I'm cool with that. Second year, two years in a row of recruiting Jacob Brammers and Chandler Anthony's. I'm, I'm I can't I can't give that pass too. I I can't. so he dug himself this hole. Now, granted, he won nine games back to back years. That those that's fantastic. He did it all. Obviously, he had Mason Fine. He had a lot of help. He had, I without Mason Fine, we're we're not gonna get into what he would be without Mason Fine. Yeah. But he had a lot of help. Four and eight in a year that where you're supposed to be peaking is obviously an indictment. We're not gonna argue about that. Like that's yeah, no, no, I definitely agree indictment. with that. But from everybody else's perspective, I think even from Seth's perspective, I think from anybody's perspective, to go four and eight and then go into the next year as a development year, a just sounds wrong because. This was the year where you, I mean, and they did play some young guys. They did, they did develop some young young guys. That 2019 class is getting developed in a sense. But you're telling me we have to wait another year, wait another recruiting class. So then, what
0: do you expect for next year? No,
1: I'm not saying what I expect. I'm saying why it is wrong that we should be expecting five and seven. What the problem is with expecting five and seven? I think that it's a very big problem that they go four and eight, and we're like, yeah, they're they're gonna they can go four and eight again next year. In Seth Lutero's fifth year, right. I just feel like that well, that's is because you're the... losing
0: the 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 players that got you those nine wins.
1: Okay then. Okay then. What would this? Where would we be? Where where would we be without Mason right now?
0: Without Mason, it'd probably be five wins every year, maybe a bowl so, game. okay, okay. So so then so that's... they go
1: five wins, six wins, seven wins, four wins. Would those? Would that be his first four years? Instead of five, nine, nine, four, it would be something like five. Six, well, it depends six, because four. again,
0: with Mason, you. After you went that that first nine win season, you were expected to win. They tried bringing in more transfers and everything. They, they didn't try to get the offensive line. They got freshman offensive line. You you can't you. We've talked about this this whole time. You need to build the foundation. They haven't had the foundation, so they were expected to win. So they're like, okay, well we'll go we'll get some really good receiver from some other school, or we'll get Nick Harvey and expect him to be really good. Okay. Those players didn't pan out, obviously. Mm-hmm. So their win now mentality kind of just. Went down the drain It hurt them. Right. It did hurt them. Yes. But he was forced into that.
1: I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually, I'm actually not buying any of that. I'm not buying that because you're saying that because Mason Fine emerged and won nine games his sophomore season. Yes. He changed the way that this team approached recruiting and approached a lot of yes. different things. Right. That's how you're approaching it. Well, not only do I disagree that you can't, you, you, okay? Hey, hey, let's just say that's right. First of all, let's say that's right. You've agreed
0: with me past when I said say, that. Let's
1: say that that's right. Let's say that that's right. To ignore the offensive line and to ignore the to ignore essential positions on your team because you are having success and you're trying to fill the gaps, you're trying to just plug stop gaps in at different places. Instead of actually going and recruiting 83 rated players or 84 rated players, that is a huge indictment on the trail.
0: I'm not giving a pass for that. I'm giving it a pass for you don't have those high skilled players next year now.
1: The man did not recruit after his first year. The second year, I think they finished 11th in Conference USA. <laughs> Probably. Let me double check this. I don't want to be wrong on my own podcast with 24 7 at my dispense. Uh, Imagine. North, Texas Imagine the uprising. 2020 commits. Internet's out, Colin. What have you Internet's done to... not out; it's on. What have you done to Are the You connect to the wrong internet. No. Well, while we wait for that to come back to to life, um. Oh yeah, the internet is out, Colin. Oh, it worked. It's back. Okay, here let, let's look at what they did in the twenty. What were we getting to? call be twenty. It be 2018. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. Because twenty seventeen was his first one, right? Twenty sixteen would have been his first one. Do we count 2016 as his first one? I don't think so. 2016, it would. Oh, it would have been 2016. So here we go. Let's just let's just start at 2017. Yeah, we yeah. know he recruited that class. 2017, he was 11th in Conference USA, 115th in the country, out of 130 teams. Yes. 2018, he was eighth in Conference USA and 101 100 first in the country. Average rating was 79 and a half. Okay. I don't care, and first of all, one of those is after, obviously, like you said, a one-win season, and then one of those is after a five-win season. So you're, just the the basic premise is that you're saying that those two years of having Mason, those first year or two of having Mason, he changed the way he recruited.
0: I'm saying that those first two years, the first year was the 1-11 season, still carried over to the second season. I don't think you understand how bad this team was before Seth.
1: No. Recru- recruiting coaches can recruit. Recruiting coaches can recruit. And we've I don't seen think, that these last two years. I don't think and we've that seen he that that had those emphasis last two years. on those first two years. I think the emphasis changed. Right.
0: Because they were expected to win now, after that 9-1 season.
1: Without? Okay. Okay. I feel like we're getting kind of off, off base. But I, feel, I understand what you're saying. I completely just don't think it's a compliment i don't think it's a positive to say that i don't th- i I'm, th- I'm, I'm not saying' dis- it's, I'm not didn't saying recruit. it's a
0: positive I'm saying he's almost forced in that position if you go nine I
1: disagree.
0: wins you disagree, but you've agreed with me in the past I when i've said this
1: you've never said that he was forced into a position where he couldn't you agree with me in the past
0: when you said that they were forced into a position to win now
1: there's a difference between getting stopgap players and then not attending to your recruits. To your commitment. Because he
0: got the more high-skilled players, which, again, I'm not saying was the right decision.
1: But I'm saying that's why. Every coach in the country goes and gets junior college and graduate transfer players. And not all of them are good. That's regardless. You can go recruit freshmen. You can go recruit high school players. And he didn't do that his first two years. And that's why we're faced with the gap here. That's why we're coming off a 4-8 and season because they already didn't recruit well for his first two years. And then they're going to a development year because they don't have guys in the upper class now that are good players because... He didn't recruit his first two years. So now we're waiting on a 2019-2020 class to come and do something like save us, please, because (laughs) they were 11th and 8th in Conference USA. And that's where they're going to be now as a result because they were 11th and 8th in recruiting. Now they're going to be 11th and 8th on the actual football field in Conference USA.
0: Yes.
1: And that is is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. And then you go to the junior college and the graduate transfer out and those miss. SMU didn't miss with theirs.
0: But SMU, it's not two, a fa- it's not two, a fair comparison. But well, it almost kind of is because Tony Duck's first two years they were god awful.
1: Okay, yes, th- go ahead. I mean, there's just I just don't under I you you can't you can't miss on two straight commit- recruiting classes then then come into this. So not only did he miss on those two classes, so let's say he missed on those two classes, and Mason Fine never came. I'm going back to this. He would have gone five. Five wins, maybe six wins, maybe five wins, maybe yes. four wins. How would we be looking at Seth Luttrell without Mason right now?
0: Well, we don't know because we don't know how those seeds How would gone. we be looking if Mason... If, if, if they
1: Let's say theoretically, they go five wins, six wins, six wins, four wins.
0: Five wins, six wins, six wins, four wins. And like I don't
1: this. think they win four games without Mason this year, but let's just say theoretically they figure something out. <laughs> like, this Thank is you. all completely hyperbole. Yeah, super, hyperbole, super, super
0: what if. But no, I'm, no, I'm I, using I
1: this because I feel like Mason Fine has... Save Seth Troll in a lot of ways in a lot of I I ways. agree I do agree so that's why I think this is a conversation worth having
0: no I definitely agree with that I just lots of things happen when they shouldn't have happened yet everything was expedited
1: you can say that but his second year he still didn't recruit
0: I know he didn't recruit I understand that I get that but you can't you can't base <laughs> if if you're if you're gonna say that that second recruiting class is the reason why he should get fired next year
1: no No, but I'm saying this. I'm saying that the second recruiting class is the reason why fans should be upset that they came off a four and eight season. They can be, and they're going into a development. They
0: can be upset, but you can't expect anything more next year. And why is that? I agree with you on that, but I'm saying, (laughs) but I'm saying, like you can't say, let's fire Seth because of that.
1: I'm not saying fire Seth. Well. First of all, you can be very upset without saying you fire somebody. Yes,
0: you can be very upset, but I'm because saying I don't think anybody I'm, but, I, but I'm saying you can't sit here and expect them to be just as good as they were even or I guess last year.
1: This just all comes you're you're going in circles. You're coming back to my, my main argument every single time, which is saying that he put himself in this hole. He put himself in this hole, and now as a result you lose Mason Fine, you lose your star player that carried you to nine. Right, lanes, and I I, I and said I agree with you on that, but I'm saying the they problem,
0: were expedited here. with having Mason Fine. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. That's my argument, why he had to do that way. He,
1: that makes no sense. It, it makes them, it, I, I, I understand I'm, the argument on a surface level, like, oh, he had Mason because, Fine. Because if so, he wasn't able to recruit, then well, why was he able to recruit the question, these last two years? Here's a question, then. If he was trying so hard to appease Mason Fine and to win with Mason Fine, why was their offensive line not a first priority? <laughs> that's a
0: billion-dollar question. I mean, we expected them to be better every year. They brought
1: in DeAndre Torrey was the only running back. They brought in yeah. the only receiver they brought in was Jalen Guyton, which was his first year, which was in the the 2017 class. So I mean, okay, sure. But after You're about after Guyton, Jeff left
0: for DeAndre Torrey?
1: that was yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Nick Smith was expected to do big things. That okay,
1: year. he he didn't don't obviously. Me, don't get me sorry. Regardless, they brought in a they brought in a receiver, Jalen Guyton. They brought in a running back, DeAndre yes. Torrey. They brought in a cornerback in the Carver. They brought in linebacker EJG. They brought in dudes. They yes. brought in people. Yes. Why not bring an offensive lineman if that is such a big priority?
0: Well, I think the last or the first three years, I guess, Jordan Murray was the big reason why we, we all just thought Jordan Murray was a thing. Obviously, we're not coaches, so we can't see them every day. Yes. So, Simon, Osei, and the Mosley brothers were supposed to be good this year. One of them was on a... Uh, so, one of them was I like one of the highest. Yeah, one of them was the highest in pro football focus for Conference USA or something. Last year. The guard, left Last guard. Year. I don't remember his name. Which one? Manasseh. Manasseh. No one expected the offensive line to fall off. Yes, they should have addressed it more. I completely agree with that. But I don't think they expected it to be this bad in his final year.
1: Well, then, so you're saying he can't evaluate talent? maybe <laughs> i mean maybe <laughs> anyway you look at this it comes back to him and he has taken the blame he has taken he's taken the load on his shoulders he understands that he is at the top like he is the one who it all falls down on but we have to examine why it is falling down on him at this point yeah and one way or another however you look at it i just there's i'm all i'm saying is there's reasonable. The reasonable fan, even the reasonable fan, I'm not even talking about the crazy fans, because the crazy fans are gonna be upset no matter what. The reasonable fan has a right to be upset that they just went four and eight, and you're looking at four and eight again next year, <laughs> and in that year is the development year, not this year. Yeah. This th- yeah. next year is gonna. This is supposed to be the win now year. year. Like you're supposed to have the win now year and then develop. Now you're in the shit. We suck. Now let's develop. Yeah. Shouldn't be a two part series should be all in one encompassing but regardless that was good thank you for your question whoever the hell sent that question uh well preston hodge sent the question about uh what seniors to replace so thank you preston that was the question that we just turned that mark conversation alexander- into and then mark alexander asked if seth goes 5 and 7 next year oh, will okay. will be gone? so i think that was that was the question Okay. man all right okay we got a couple more questions here that's okay Chris Rodriguez asked, uh, "What coaching changes would you make if you were set the Trail and when would you make them?" Um, I pre- we, we covered this on the last podcast pretty yeah. In depth. I don't
0: really know when because I'm not
1: But you know, <laughs> I w- I would think I would think refit would be the the obvious one here. Do you fire offensive line coach? Do you fire Chuck Links? Chuck Lights Langson? a really nice guy. <laughs> He is a nice guy, but Super I'm saying nice do you get guy. rid of him? I love Chuck Langston, man. He he's a great guy. Do you get rid of him
0: just a kind of new new guy in the room?
1: Well, I I don't know because he did kind of help bring in these recruits that are good. So I don't think I would. Yeah. But like it'd be again, it would be alarming and I would definitely start firing people if I was Seth the Trail. Or I mean Seth would also be on the house seat, but if Seth the and the coaches weren't bringing in good recruits it now they've kind if of put they you, weren't bringing good recruits, kind of put you in a pickle right oh they, man so it's like yeah you're in your fifth year but hey but we, you haven't even seen our our best recruiting classes yeah. we have the top recruiting classes coming in this and that so now because all the position coaches position coaches obviously recruit those players as well mm-hmm. you're kind of in a pickle like you're like uh like we we don't know like how much i don't the, know
0: if ref it would be that big of a problem
1: i don't know if ref would be either but
0: but i i do agree with you on the offensive line ones especially position like position yeah because position coaches they're obviously
1: hand-to-hand with recruiting exactly stuff like that so i mean that's why you're kind of in a pickle with firing people because you have recruits to come in that should be really really now
0: next year if they go five and seven or four and eight is bodie on the hot seat since we've already decided seth would not be gone i don't know
1: that's tough that's an off-season podcast question Okay, this is kind of an off season, <laughs> even podcast. though it's off season right now. Doesn't here feel like go. it should be. All right, here we go. Uh, thank you for your question, Chris. David Mudry asked, "How would you rank Mason' finds four seasons as complete quarterback from as a complete quarterback from best season to worst?" Freshman year is definitely the worst. Also because he only played like six games, five games, but whatever. Freshman year is the worst. <sighs> this is tough. Sophomore, if you remember, he had the high touchdowns, low interceptions. Uh, or I'm uh, sorry, high touchdowns, high interceptions. Last junior year was efficient. Year, yeah, year. low, low touchdowns, low. Not low, but I think it was like yeah, low for 27, him. Twenty-seven, like five, something like that. Yeah. So I would say here's how I would rank his seasons: sophomore season, senior season, junior season, freshman season. I agree with that. 100%. Is that fair? No, that I agree with that one percent. Because last year the offense was really struggling at times. Bless you. The offense was really struggling at times, and uh, he was good, but he wasn't aggressive enough, which he said a lot of times. And yeah, th- part of that was coaching but some of it was him so yeah that's how I would rank them thank you david for your question last two seasons usa has been okay david's second question was in the last three seasons unt's conference usa record has been seven and one five and three to now three and five is this a cause of it kind of asked in like a multiple choice way so here we go oh, okay is this the cause of I'm going to ask it differently than how he phrased it, but this is what he said. A, the league has gotten better. B, UNT has gotten worse. Or C, something else. Please specify. He didn't say please, but... Oh. <laughs> so, A, B, or C, Colin? Hmm. That's interesting. So, what
0: were the records again? 7, 1, 5, and 3, and... 3 and 5. 3 and 5.
1: I think it's one thing. I think it's easy. You tell yours. B, UNT has gotten worse. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, just I, think, I think, I think UNT this year yeah, is not I, near the team that it was the last two years, and I think that it's slowly taken a.
0: Yeah, I think it's just expectations again have been kind of clouding our judgment. I guess.
1: Here's a question, because I think yeah we're we're done with all the questions now. Did we underrate Jeffrey Wilson's importance on this team?
0: No. If anything, I was like, we need better running backs. <laughs> I'm not.
1: T- I mean. The dude was the dude was every I mean, you look no, at that he, team. And the offense ran through him. You look at that team two years ago that the, went seven one a conference. Made a conference championship game. We
0: might be underrating how important Jeffrey Wilson was. Well, I mean when Jeff when Jeff got injured that conference through USA championship yeah. year, they were awful. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't do anything. You had you had Evan Johnson yeah. as your running back.
1: Yeah. Um I just thought about that. I was like, "What changed so much over the last two years?" Like, because the last two years have been such a but see then but then you have, world, I'm not
0: comparing Trey Siggers to to Jeff obviously. But then you you have the emergence of Trey Siggers, who's been a monster. He's always he's in some of these games. The only reason why they had any offense at all.
1: Now imagine Jeff with this team. I think hey it'd
0: now. be you'd not maybe get one extra win.
1: <laughs> hey now, I mean, hey, a win here, a win there. I mean. He's just different. I mean, I and then even you look at him, how much everybody loved him in the locker room as yeah. well, and how his leadership abilities and how great yeah. he was as a as a guy too. So it's. I was just thinking about that. I was like, "What? What's the big change over the last two years?" Well, Mason Fine hasn't had a uh, Jeffrey Wilson next to him, and that's kind well, of well. They still
0: they still got nine wins last year. They
1: did, but obviously we they that it came was, differently. and it was what, different. It, than it was a completely different
0: team. Agre- yeah.
1: Okay, those are all the questions we do have, have. Two other questions, though, Colin. Which we kind of answered on our... Uh...
0: Wait, you said those are all the questions, but we have two other questions?
1: We have one other question, actually. Okay. Preston wanted to say, I don't have a question. Well, this is before he asked the question, so he lied. I don't have a question, but just wanted to thank you and Colin f- for all the podcast and interaction. Aw. Thank you, Preston. <laughs> Colin's crying There's again. my tissue. Colin's crying again. Mark Ryan Alexander asked a question that we answered on our uh, Mailbag podcast. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. It's kind of a timeless podcast right there. He asked, more importantly... Who will do the podcast after y'all are gone, Colin? Damn, damn.
0: we yeah, listen. Basketball season is not ended. Podcasts are still happening. Yes, we are only halfway we, through we the we year. We need
1: to find another Bruni to do the Bruni's another Breakdown Bruni, podcast, and it's got to be another Bruni. <laughs> <Like laughs> Who's gonna fi- do the Bruni's? Br- 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 imagine brackets, finding me. somebody. It's this is
0: like when, man, we're getting into my my little my little kid kid oh, years. Whenever Steve left from Blue's Clues, that's what this is. The OG has gone, and then it's just bad <laughs> after that. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, we're going to find some guy named Baker just with a B last name. Like Baker's, Baker's Breakdown. Breakdown.
1: <laughs> anybody, anybody whose name starts with a B, submit your applications and you can come what's to the, McKinney what's every the, Sunday what's, and do the podcast right here in Colin's what's, room. What's, what's the worst
0: last name that starts with a B that could be on this podcast? Like think of the worst last name that starts with a B. Brammer. Nah, Bramer's breakfast. Bramer's breakdown's pretty good. It's gotta not can't, flow.
1: Yeah, I can't flow.
0: Like 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 a Russian name, like Bolshevik. But Bolshevik's breakdown. Bolshevik's
1: Batum's <laughs> breakdown. Batum. of basketball players now. Ber- Bellinelli's breakdown? Yeah, that's, not that's good. That's pretty bad. It's that's too bad. many syllables. Bellinelli's breakdown. Yeah, I can't do that. Doesn't Sorry, flow. Marco Bellinelli.
0: Um again, another comparison to me, I'm not good enough. Sorry, Colin. Okay, guys. Do we have any do we have anything else we'd like
1: to talk about? I feel like we talked about everything. I feel like we covered it good. And we'll, if not, we'll be back next Sunday. With an off-season pod. Oh, off-season. Even though this is kind of off-season. Off-season pod number one, baby. After the commit sign, which is December 18th, we might have to do something. We might do something. We'll see. Um. Okay. That's all I had. That's all we had. Basketball podcast coming up next week. Yes, because they don't play this week. They don't. They didn't play last week. They play or UT Arlington week. on Monday. Then they play Oklahoma on Thursday. Big games. The Oklahoma's at home. Check that out. Be there. It's not football season anymore. It is basketball time. I care about basketball. So, yeah. We're going to have a basketball podcast next week. We'll do a football podcast next week. Maybe a mailbag type thing just with them. Um, take some of your questions. Worry about the future with us. I feel like we answer a lot of the future questions, though, on this podcast. There's definitely
0: more that could be asked. Okay.
1: Oh, maybe we'll rank the top twenty-five players next week, like from the last from this season.
0: I'm really trying to think. You just brought that up in my head. I don't remember if I had Deontay Simpson or Keelan Jackson on my Keelan
1: Jackson. Damn,
0: man, that would have been that would have been good. That would have been a good hit, though, wouldn't it? That would have been a hit, man. We'll go back and listen to it. We'll go back and listen to it.
1: But all right, guys, that's all I had. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also on SoundCloud, become a subscriber. Become a subscriber on Mingreen247.com. That's who we do this for. We greatly appreciate all of y'all's support and all of y'all's help to get us to now twenty one ratings. I believe we're at. We're at twenty one right now. Hey, yes. twenty one ratings. Um, but yeah, you subscribe get to twenty five
0: by the end of this week.
1: All right. Well, demands. <laughs> go take. I'm gonna go. I'm you gonna. Demanded, start- you demanded last, started- last week. I'm gonna start taking people's phones. Go to the Apple, <laughs> Apple Podcast, and just go five star. Dang! Now people are gonna think it's just all in. Phone. Hey. Sorry. sorry it is <laughs> no 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 i've never done that before i really want to though anyways for colin mitchell i'm matthew bruni um wait i feel like there's something i didn't plug twitter? oh the twitters follow us on twitter at mingreen green 24 cjh mitchell and matthew bruni underscore with all that being said we'll be back next week with plenty of podcast content sorry this season's over guys we're gonna get through it together off season brighter futures ahead we're already through it the season's over <laughs> Brighter futures ahead, (laughs) regardless of what we said on this podcast. Thank you for joining us. Have a nice week.